All right, this is episode two of many from Granite City Walk Fest 2023. In this episode, we are joined by guest Dan, aka DC Bruins. He was doing commissions today during the Walk Fest, and he just was so kind to do an interview with us and talk about uh, all of his arts, what he does, how he animates. Yeah, he was very, very kind. Please go check him out. Uh, you can just Google DC Bruins. You can see his art through the many websites. You can check out his YouTube page, DC Bruins. All right, let's cue the music. All right, and we're back with... Dan, I forget your last name. Dan Bruins. Hello. Dan Bruins. Dan Hello. Bruins, also known, uh, you would find me on the internet under under like Sir Dub Dub or DC Bruins. That's that's me. <laughs> well, nice to be here. I hear you have a little bit of internet um, fame to you. It kind of happened in like 2020 or so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Tell us about it. Uh, so like all the nonsense that happened in in 2020. Yep. Every, everyone's miserable. Everyone's like having having yeah. a great time. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Uh, at that point, uh, I had been. I was just like looking around in uh, like an old hard drive for okay. uh, like some other files, and I stumbled on an unfinished short film based in the BattleTech and MechWarrior universe. Nice. Uh, it was never going to be like it was never going to be done because all the programs that I had used at the time to make it had all updated, and it yeah. broke all of the three D models. Oh, yeah. It broke all of the, all the assets. Everything fell apart. So it was like this would be like. Two, three hundred hours to actually fix all of this. Whatever. There's some finished stuff. There's some not finished stuff. I'm gonna throw it online. Maybe some people will, will like get a kick out of it. Yeah. Like eighty thousand hits later. Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, uh, it, it just became like a, a, a giant thing. It just sort of spiraled. Uh, if you guys have ever heard, like, if you are into the whole like battle tech scene a little bit, mm-hmm. if you've ever heard of text, text talks battle tech. Uh, yeah, he, at some point this dude went out like, yeah, you want to like come and do like art for some of so like the next the next text talks. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh sure. Yeah, that's that's fine. <laughs> they just kept, like, so you just, you kind of just stumbled into this. Yeah, my sort of like personal philosophy is, no matter how difficult the road gets, no matter how like much gets piled on top of you. You're not going to get to the goals that you want, and that's okay. As long as you keep making stuff, yeah. keep making something, and as long as you are in that position, to just, you are just making something. Yep. Like every single time I've just committed to doing that, things just kept snowballing after that. So it's like, okay, cool. I've just got a whole bunch of stuff already set to go. Yeah. Let's do this. So that's sort of how, how it popped off. Nice. Uh, that's actually really inspiring because, like me myself, I would call myself an artist of sorts i used to write a bunch of comics mm-hmm. now i do a lot of podcasting and it's kind of just my philosophy is just keep making content keep making things um so slowly starting getting into the youtube starting doing reels kind of get into that mm-hmm. and with the same hope of like hopefully one of these things is going to hit and then it will just kind of snowball like kind of like right. how uh, your situation is and what medium did yours uh did your artwork kind of popped off on uh originally it was a combination of uh, the actual program used is, is uh, uh, Adobe Animate. It used to be Flash, like yep, Newground yep. stuff. Yep, 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 yep. So like that's what I actually draw all of the sketches out nice. in because 
Animate Flash Flash, this, this Adobe product, is really good for quickly iterating on individual shots and, and like dynamic camera motion, mm -hmm. partially because it has pretty decent animation controls and you can like move a camera around in, in, in like on a stage, but nice. also because the drawing tools are terrible. <laughs> They're horrendous. <laughs> like you put a line down and it actually makes the mark about four inches to up into the yeah, left. Yeah, that's what yeah. you it randomly snaps points together. Uh, uh, things just like stuttering, stuttering, stuttering around everywhere. Uh, it forces you to not be precious about what you're drawing. Yeah. And you're just like, nope, that's, that's yeah, sort of the face. It's kind of looking that way. Great, moving on. And you just have to do that because if you try to polish anything, the program will fuck you. you know, am I allowed to say that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, swearing is all good. Every single time. And if you really try to like bend it over backwards in order to like get it to work, yeah. it'll just crash. <laughs> so um, that's that what kind of forces so, you just to kind of go yeah. with the flow. Yeah, so original sketches were made in uh, uh, Adobe Animate. Nice. Okay. It got, the actual animation was kind of polished up in Animate, again, bending it over backwards and hitting it with a hammer. Yeah. And then for the, the actual like battle mechs for these giant robots moving, moving around, yeah. punching each other really hard in the face. Uh, I actually went over to Blender, a 3D modeling and animation program. Yep. Put those together, rigged them, textured them, export like made animations for them, exported those as PNG images, and took those back into a compositing program, layered that on top of me every Nice. And did a bunch of like background paintings and Photoshop. Yeah. So the whole thing like all over itself. No, that's really cool. Yeah. Sounds very uh, complicated and oh. com like very complex. It's kind of like an entire industry then, like <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. pipeline. Like yeah. That. A whole lot of thousands of people in any particular. You have to know so <laughs> many different tools. Yeah, that's that's the hard part. Yeah, it's it's a lot yeah. sometimes. So <laughs> how long have you been using like Blender and stuff like that? Like uh, Blender, I really started uh, learning in like 2011 or so. I'll so you got you got some experience under your belt then. And you like bounce back and forth between a bunch of things. Yeah, as, yeah, as well, you yeah. Most of my experience in, in like the Adobe suite, because that's like what I use for my day job, which is just yeah. like, uh, uh, pre-press stuff for like getting stuff ready to print, basically. Okay. So yeah. Wait, what is what is your uh, day job, if you don't mind me asking? I I Photoshop logos onto gift cards and make sure that it'll it'll run on the press correctly. Okay. okay. Like all the color settings are correct. Yeah. The, like no images are too low resolution. All that that sort of stuff. Oh, okay. Uh, pretty pretty simple. Here's the thing. Put it on the thing. Make it work. And you just do that a hundred times a day. Nice. Not bad. Uh, and then I go home and just go and make shit. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So what do you? Uh, so right now you're sketching your sketchbook. What, um, as an artist, mm -hmm. what kind of gives you that satisfaction feeling the most when it comes to sketching in your sketchbook, or is it when you're working on like Adobe Suite? Um, it sort of depends on what you're working on at the time. Uh, I do. In the last year or so, it has become a little bit more satisfying to be able to sit down with an actual physical piece of paper yeah. and take tools and put them on there because I know a fucking computer can't do this. Yeah. I can I can do this and a fucking algorithm cannot do this. <laughs> That's right. Fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you. Journey. <laughs> I, have, I have opinions. Yeah. Uh, hey man, this is the place to yeah, express yeah. those opinions. Yeah. Uh, so like there's there's that. And then all, uh, a lot of times the biggest sort of emotional high that I've gotten in the past couple of months or so is um, I kind of DM my own D&D &D game yeah, okay. and every so often it's like 
Okay, so you run into... I'm actually, like, drunk. This is one of the NPCs for an intrigue plot that I'm writing. Oh, oh okay. nice. Yeah, so it's like, you run, it, you run into this person in the corner. This is what they look like. That's this cool. is what they're presenting as. This yeah. is what they're, what they're sort of doing. Um, and literally just this week, um, one of my players had a very good conversation with one of these NPCs mm -hmm. that was not supposed to take her side. Huh. They got it. And like, <laughs> well... Shit, I have to do something cool with this. Now. Yeah. <laughs> so at the end of this, at the end of this intrigue plot, when shit really starts popping off, yeah. and like the knives in the dark start coming out, I went and pre-recorded a monologue of this character preparing for war. Oh, okay. <laughs> I went back and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna open up Logic Pro. I'm gonna take out a nice like cello, cello yeah. synth, and I'm just going to write a background music for this this all together and when this thing actually comes around in the discord call i'm gonna say hey here's the mp3 file everyone hit play and give me a thumbs up when you're done and then we'll move on from there <laughs> that's awesome that is dope yeah it was a that is one. uh so i haven't actually played dnd &D. i definitely want to get into it me and tom are uh you're actually going to be recording one this summer at some point whenever i get more microphones yeah um yeah. you're down <laughs> all right we got another person in um, but it sounds like you're definitely one of those DMs that just goes all out because right now you're sketching your NPC. You have a monologue. When you have the chance. I got it. You gotta go extra on it. That's awesome. Like, you gotta go hard. I've always was interesting or intrigued with doing a DM just because I write a lot of stories, so I feel like I'd be great at it. But at the same time, I feel like whoever I was with would it'd be like just a headache and conundrum. I I DM'd a little bit with our playgroup. And it was a lot of fun, but you do also. Uh, I enjoyed playing as well. Yeah, and that's, you do. That's that's where yeah, it's, it's a little it's, bit of a yeah. So I'm I'm DMing in in this one game, and then I actually get to be like a player in like the family game with my oh, brothers, okay. which okay. is a lot of fun. That's cool. Yeah, yeah because you get both. It's it's a very different experience oh, for both sides. So, very much so. It's cool. Yeah, it's cool being on the DM side, kind of pulling all the strings and knowing what's oh, going yeah. on in the background. And, Planning these cool different experiences yeah. and stuff like that for players like this, encounter. Yeah, this person definitely seems seems like this person seems like a villain, and we shouldn't trust them. And you just sit in the corner yeah, like, okay. If only you knew. This, <laughs> is the, this is the person that wanted you to be here. Yeah. <laughs> so I have, yeah. a, I have a question about your artwork. So you were making a poster, and I was told it took you somewhere. It takes you usually somewhere between two and three weeks to finish a poster. Uh, I got a day job, and I got like things yeah. to do in it, but like. Ultimately, it comes down to with color too. Yeah, that's that's a, like a little bit of an extra, an extra yeah. bit to it. Uh, most of the posters that came out for that we I did for Wallfest here are maybe like six or seven total sitting hours at a computer just yeah. making the thing. Okay. Um, I was gonna say it seems like pretty impressive to do like within two week, two three week turnaround because I know yeah. like with art it's. One of the things that takes forever, like my wife is a pretty big artist, or I would say she's an artist, but it takes her months sometimes to finish her project, especially with the day job and now with kids. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the things that uh, uh, making animations really teaches you is draw fast, yep. just yeah. draw it fast, and if you if, if it's bad, delete it and start over, yep. which honestly, like you'll get it better the next time and you will waste less time uh, uh, trying to fix everything as opposed to just you chuck it out and you just make a new one uh so yeah, yeah there, like there are animation of kind of covers a lot too oh man try, and stuff try animating giant robots no. and tell me how many <laughs> yeah. individual lines you have to draw for that yeah I love it. man like those those old school like mm. uh, uh studio sunrise like gundam and cowboy bebop yeah. that yeah. hand-drawn mecha drawn, yeah. is honestly 
like it is remarkable that that exists mm-hmm. yeah. and it exists in the state that it, that it does. Oh yeah, yeah. All right. So what's your favorite thing to draw? To draw? Like if you had to pick, let's say if someone comes and like, draw me your most just favorite piece. What would you draw? Are you saying like piece or like full on project? Full on project. Okay, so full on project is something that I've been I've been sort of blinking away at for the last like year or so. Right. It's about a two or three minute animation starting up on an original story. Yeah. Right? Entirely a, 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 a an epic heartfelt fantasy adventure in a world populated entirely by robots. Okay. okay. All right. Right. The pitch is the old gods sent us to this place to prepare a garden out of this world. But when we sent our call, our prayer, back to the sky, no one answered. Hmm. That was like thousands of years ago, and like civilization collapsed, and we were in like the remnants of this this, vast, ancient sort of sort of ruins. And you just have like a little repair bot and and like a, a, a big like bird hawk faced like soldier. Mm-hmm. And they're both just like trying to make their way through, through this broken world. They're trying to like fix what little things they can yeah. of it. Yeah, that sounds, from like a visual standpoint, mm-hmm. that sounds like it'd be freaking awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's been For a sure. lot of fun. <laughs> For sure. Awesome, nice. Yeah. Um, have you ever drawn like anything comic book related at all, or would you be interested in any comic book related stuff? Actually, for the past like ten years or so, uh, there's a. Uh, 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 a tiny little like uh, like an art house. It's a bookstore now, way yeah. down in like southern Minnesota. I teach a comic book class to a bunch of elementary and middle schoolers really? every, every summer. Oh, nice. a cool. summer that's camp thing. Cool. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Super cool. It's a lot of fun. Cool. Yeah. I'm kind of picturing myself here because I used to like write for comic books. So I always, I've been talking. I talked to a lot of artists, but I haven't had anything like, established at all. The thing about the thing that like kind of gets me or like irks me about comics yeah. this is nothing it's nothing to do with like the industry or anything it's just comics as a medium is I can't write music for it <laughs> I want to write music and I want, right. to, I want it to be timing and I want it to, so I, I need to figure out some some happy medium between making full on animations yeah and something I can actually produce yeah in a tough. reasonable time yeah. frame yeah. yeah that'd be interesting I'm trying to think of like how you would incorporate music well, I know there's ways to incorporate music into comic books. Cause I've read. Uh, have you ever heard of Tom King at all? No. Um, you've heard of Tom King, right? No. I feel like I talked to Tom. Maybe. King. So Tom King, he's a comic book um, writer. He used to be a CIA agent, and he incorporates a lot of either poems or music into his books. <laughs> and a lot of times, uh, one of the most famous ones is Batman and Catwoman. He used to write uh, 75 issues of Batman. He was one of the main Batman. Uh, writers, okay, and he has this whole issue where like it's just these two falling in love again, and it's just like them singing a song in between. Yeah, and so he's one of the few artists that I know that incorporates music into his, uh, you know, the comic book itself. But yeah. the thing is, you can't listen to it. Right. Yeah, it's hard to make a song appear in somebody's head. I feel like you could do that on a digital medium though. If like, you're able, guess, like, like a, a light novel type thing. Yeah. That's something that's like in between the animation and the graphic yeah, novel that's style. That, or, or like an animated storyboard yeah. or, yeah. Yeah. or something, something of that sort. That's actually sort of what happened with the, the next big uh, MechWarrior Battletech project that they ended up yeah. doing in like 2021 was 
a short, uh, 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 just like an action scene mm-hmm. uh, that I like put all the characters together, put the the entire like like uh, 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 story together, put everything in, out out there, and like also you know wrote the music for it. So mm-hmm. it's like this is what I what I'm picturing, and this is what it looks like, yeah. and this is what I'm hearing, and this is what what you're going to see while while it's happening. Nice. Yeah. That is really cool that you have uh, you're both like an artist, like drawing wise and animation wise, but also an artist in creating music as well. Yeah, it's. Um, I know, like when you're younger, you kind of venture into many mediums, but mm-hmm. it's rare to, for when you're an adult to like stick with multiple mediums. Usually, you kind of go into one. I am going to right now. I'm going to be the rare, the one of the rare folks who like. I'm going to vouch for my liberal arts education. Yeah. Okay. Straight oh, out. Wow. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. I'm, gonna, I'm, going to, I'm going to do that. Like, <laughs> okay. Respect. Uh, I didn't expect it to uh, take quite as well as it as it did. Yeah. Ten years later, uh, but it was like, yeah. So I can go to a biology class in the morning, go to a history class in the afternoon. Uh, uh, go to a figure drawing class later that evening, yep. and then the next day I'm going to sit down and practice with the rest of the school orchestra. Yeah. So it's like you, it kind of forces you to like get that sort of surface level yeah. understanding of a bunch of different, uh, uh, just like ways of thinking or like modes of thought, and it's like okay, here here's like that. We're going to equip your brain to like learn how to learn things. Now go nuts and learn the rest of it. Right, right. So, I think uh, the world has definitely changed because like 10 years ago or 20 years ago when you go into college you usually went for a very specific reason right um, at least not you know the first two years you definitely get more broad but then you go into a very specific career and usually you go to college to you know force that career but yeah. now when you have more of a broad education there's many ways to get an income now you don't necessarily need to learn one thing to get income you can learn a broad amount of things and then through the internet, several mediums, you can use those skills. Like yourself, you have right. music, you have art, you have you can use it all to kind of create your own business. Yeah, and you can definitely do that more these days compared to ten years ago, twenty years ago, and definitely thirty years ago when the internet didn't even really exist. Yeah, that like that was I'll, I'll, honestly that was my sort of focus when like when I went into school. It's like I want to learn how to do animation. I want to do learn how to do these things. Yeah, these are the skills that I want. And this this school that because I have to like I played the viola not well mm-hmm. just, just they're desperate for viola players because yeah. not many people actually do it uh, through a bunch of like scholarship money and they went okay fine I'll yeah. go here uh, and the school sort of forced me to be more well rounded than I wanted to be yeah and I think that actually turned out better in the long run mm-hmm. but like, and like ultimately we're getting to a point in our like in our interesting period in history where people might you might study. For a job that might no longer exist, right? Yeah, so for sure. What, do you, what the fuck are you supposed to do at that point? Or the fact that you know most people switch careers three to five times in their right. lifetime. So yeah. studying for one career and being one like five years later, path. yeah, and then realizing you hate it or something. Yeah, right. or uh, for myself, I worked with young kids. That was my career path. But now uh, I got diagnosed with Crohn's disease with. Um, I have no immune system, so working with kids is very problematic. For yeah, me. it might be a bit, it might be a bit tricky. So now I'm in a little bit of like I gotta switch, but I have such a broad education that I feel that I could make that switch. Where it's like before, if I would just stick with one major the entire time, mm-hmm. maybe tougher to find something in a different yeah. direction. Yeah. So you're very I'm, you're very famous in the Warhammer world, right? 
completely unknown in Warhammer. Yeah. A, a little bit well known in Battletech. Battletech, gotcha. Yes. Sorry, I am. I know very little about Battletech when it comes to Warhammer. I know. Okay, so can I can I give you like the, the yes, the, please the elevator please. pitch for Battletech. Yes. yes. Game of Thrones in space. Instead of knights fighting on horseback with swords, it's giant robots punching each other really hard in the face. That sounds right. great. Sounds awesome. Right? <laughs> like Machiavellian machinations, backstabbing, interstellar space empires, space operatic uh, uh, plot lines, and it's all resolved in like hard sci-fi, uh, uh, like military conflicts of, of like this unit is going to engage with this unit they yeah. have they have like defilade fire on this particular pass and whether or not they're able to push through and break this line is going to determine who controls this planet for the next hundred years or so okay nice okay. yeah high stakes yeah and then there's like these like kind of kind of like inbred kind of genetically modified space fascists that kind of show up out of nowhere it's a whole thing okay. Okay. yeah it happens I mean, you can't have a space opera without space fascists. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and, like, the whole thing is based on, on like, the, the sort of, like, after echoes of, like, the, the fall of Rome, right? So yeah. So, like, here's, there, there was once a, an, an inter, inter, not, yeah, interstellar, not intergalactic, it's like one galaxy. There's an empire called the Star League. Everyone was united under that. There's a Star League civil war. Uh, because one thing about Battletech is it really it's really stuck with hereditary rulers and hereditary mm-hmm. monarchs, and it sort of explores when that is good and when that is bad. In the case of the fall of the Star League, the the first Lord of the Star League, the, the Emperor of Humanity, was like an, a fifteen-year-old kid. Okay, he was like super impressionable, and this this uh, kind of backstabbing schemer called Stefan Amaris, uh, who in all of the official art is just this like. Big fat dude with like with like a Fu Manchu mustache. He's just, <laughs> it's very eighties. It's yeah. very eighties. Okay. Works his way into the inner circle of the first lords, uh, uh, like his friendship. Right, gains his trust. And on I think it was like on his birthday, presented the first lord with a jewel encrusted laser pistol. Okay. And held it up to the light. Yep. And then blew his fucking brains out. Oh, okay. <laughs> and that's how you get ahead in the inner sphere. Yeah. I just stole that quote from from text. That's, that's what. It, that's yeah. what it is. Which leads to a gigantic civil war. Uh, like our our like hero general come, comes comes uh-huh. Alexander Kerensky trying to move move his way back and conquers conquers Earth. But there's no first lord anymore. The entire first lord's family is dead. There is no ruler for humanity. So all the individual states of, of the Star League are like, what if it was us, though? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And then Kerensky's like, oh, fuck this. So I'm going to take my entire army, the biggest army in the inner sphere, and we're just going to fuck off. We're going to leave. All, y'all short your shit, out, your shit out, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thus ensues like a 300 or so year, year, like a warring states period where just like technological regression, mm-hmm. war crimes. Uh, it's a whole, it's a whole thing, whole nine yards. So eventually you end up with, it starts with, here are some regular and regularly issued uh, uh, military units. That, like there, There's full armies of like hundreds of, of one individual mech design because that's that's what this unit uses. Yeah. But they eventually get whittled down over 300 years of like the industrial base falling away to like the point where these robots, these mechs, are they become like priceless and like status symbols that are passed down like from family to family, right? So from like from father to son, it goes yeah. down down the line. Uh, 
so they, they become these like ancient relics, these like old gods that you have to rise to like duel with another yeah. another rival lord to control a planet kind of thing. Okay, yeah, that's awesome. Okay. It's really cool. How is this not an HBO show already? Uh, probably because it's really expensive to animate. Uh, I mean, probably yeah. 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 <laughs> also, yeah, also, uh, BattleTech was originally created by a company called FASA. Okay. They went under in early 2000s or so and had to sell sell all of their properties. Yeah. And like, all of their rights got like cut up completely uh, dissected. Yeah. Oh, Microsoft has the rights to make the video games. Catalyst Games now has the right to make the tabletop, and someone else has the rights to make like a tabletop RPG game. Uh, Tops Card Company, like trading card company, and, like ultimately owns every like the entire IP, and I believe visual and film rights um, are owned by Disney. So good luck. Yeah, sounds Wait, Disney? Yeah. What don't they own? Yeah, that's fair. What don't they I just like I don't ever see Disney actually making all. Maybe on Hulu. Yeah. yeah. Just because they, they don't make it doesn't mean they don't own it. Right, that's very That's fair, that's fair. That's fair. So. Awesome. So you mostly do commissions for Battletech then? That's mostly what, what I'm known for, yeah. Okay. Every, every so often, uh, I'll be completely honest. This is nepotism right here. What, like, sitting at this table? Yeah. Tom Sh- like Tom Shatfield, the yeah. one, one, of the, one of the staff here? Yep. That's my cousin. Yeah. I was just like, He's a regular guest on the show. Yeah, we were just we were just like talking over, over Thanksgiving. He's like, yeah, you've got the Warhammer tournament. You want a poster? Yeah, sure, I'll, I'll lift that up for you. Yeah. You want to just, like, come by? Okay. <laughs> like, yeah, we'll, we'll like, pay, pay like, the, the drink tab and just be on that. Yeah, sure. Yeah, you want right. to set up a table, too? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Keep making things. And when opportunities come to say, to say, to say yes, to say yes. Yep. Just yes. go for it. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. What's the craziest thing you ever had to make for, like, drawings or animation? If I had a commission. That would be, without a doubt, the largest animation project I've ever worked on right. uh, is a short at the end of uh, Text Talks Battle Tech for the, the Warhammer episode. Not Warhammer the game. There's a mech in the universe called the Warhammer. Okay. <laughs> at the end of that, okay, I've got to, we're going we're gonna to dig down into, into, into a meme here. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. here for it. One of the nations in the Battletech universe is called the Lyran Alliance or the Lyran Commonwealth, uh, part of the Federated Commonwealth. It, like, they're the, the Lyran folks. And it's held by House Steiner. Very Germanic, right? Yeah. Uh, the Lyran Commonwealth is really known mostly for uh, uh, being the most uh, wealthy of all of the, the five successor states. Um, but they're not really known for having really great generals. Okay. Very like social generals, right? So it's yeah. like, you know who you know, and that's the person that's that's the reason why you can get that. Not necessarily fear. Yeah. So the, the 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 fluff is the strategy is they make up for what they lack in like leadership and command with just sheer metal and being able to field more bigger units than everyone else can. Uh, so the heaviest, most like imposing mech in the in the universe at the time. Uh, is called the Atlas. It's a gigantic skull-faced bruiser, right? Um, absolute top of the scale. The joke is that a Steiner Scout lance of, of, of mechs is just four atlases. Okay. Right? It's like a Steiner Scout lance. It can outmaneuver most fortifications. Right? Yeah. So, that's the meme. Tax of Tax Talks Battletech came to me and said, okay, so this is what we're going to do. We have this, this, you have this, this like, 
feudal lord dictator, and, and he's got he's got like an army on, on parade. He's running through. They're revealing a big dumb statue or something, whatever. And then the Steiner Scout lands, lands and just starts fucking his shit up. <laughs> and you're gonna do this to this soundtrack. He uploads an MP3 file of just the worst polka you could possibly imagine. So we're, I, we start with this this like grim, imposing, like very Warhammer style uh, uh, military parade. Which then gets interrupted by a dropship crashing into the statue, and four giant robots in lederhosen just start beating the shit out of everything. <laughs> like one of them like raises a gigantic beer mug and splashes out everywhere. Uh, 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 there's there's like the, the one there, there's the one like a uh, like a pretty green dress that's that's like straight out of. The hills are alive with the sound of music. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sound of music. Yeah, yeah sound of yeah, music. Yeah. <laughs> Straight out of that, she like just picks up a tank and starts beating another man <laughs> to death with said tank. Uh, uh, people are getting suplexed. Uh, one of them, like one of these robots, is like he specifically requested. Okay, so that one shot from the old Star Trek episode where Kirk fights the Gorn. Uh, I want you to, to draw one of these mechs as the Gorn getting its head blown off. <laughs> sure, you got it. Uh, and then this dude. You're gonna you're gonna draw this atlas, just elbow dropping one of the bad guy mechs from the sky, and we're gonna end this with one of these dudes in a Lance Connect uh, a uniform, picking up the feudal lord with with a halberd mm-hmm. and just whipping him out, flies towards the moon, and the moon explodes, and that's the end of this. End of wow, <laughs> that sounds like a lot. That was like how long did that take you? Uh, like. Months. That, that sounds about right. For yeah. about two minutes of animation. Yeah, yeah. yeah that one man doing all that. Yeah, yeah. that's intense. <laughs> fully colored, fully real. Yeah. Uh, I, I wrote the music for the first like thirty seconds of it because we didn't have an intro for it. Yeah. So, here we go. This is what we have. That is, that is very impressive. Yeah. That is very impressive. Yeah. 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 So that's that's where like most of the commission work is obviously yeah. really going because they're big projects. And I have yeah, to sort of yeah. categorize. Okay, guys. Once all of this is done, then I can deal with the rest. Yeah. This is what we're doing. Nice. Uh, that's probably the part of it is just trying to balance yeah. everything because yeah. you, know, you can only do so much. At a yeah. Time. So literally, just yesterday, probably a little bit more tomorrow, I'm finishing up the end credits animation for the next episode. Okay. Okay. I can't tell you what that is, but. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> what was it? You said it's for a podcast. Uh, it's for uh, a, a YouTube channel. Oh, okay. called. Uh, it's called the Black Pants Legion. Okay. Uh, and the main show is Text Talks Battletech, which is, you've, you've seen, like, uh, uh, Oculus Imperia or uh, Luton or, like, uh, Adeptus Ridiculous, like, folks who go into Warhammer lore. Mm-hmm. This dude does full-on Ken Burns-style documentaries okay. nice. about Battletech. Okay. Interspersed okay. with lots and lots of memes and shit posts. So if we want to learn about the war, that's, that's where you go. go. Okay. okay. That's okay. Where uh, again, what is that called? Text Talks Battletech. Texas. Uh, yeah, like Texas, like Texas. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. Nice. I like that. Yeah. All right. I don't want to hold you up too long for a potential commission. It seems like the people are starting to die a little bit. So I have uh, I have one more question before you go. Of course. So when you're not working on animation, when you're not working on drawing, what are you nerding out on? So it could be TV shows, it could be video games, uh, books. What what are you nerding out on when you're taking a break? I have way. Way too many hours in War Thunder. War Thunder. War Thunder. The like the vehicle combat combat yeah. game. Like 
I have way, way too many hours yeah, in like a BS109 and a Spitfire and just like flying around. <laughs> Mousy keyboard, man. Just, so yeah. nice. Nice. <laughs> lots, lots and lots of that. Um, gosh, what else? Oh, the thing that I'm, that I'm nerding out at, which is completely separate from all of this, yep. all of tabletop gaming, all of everything. There is an online web series by a magnificent animator. Her name is Betsy Lee. Okay. The animation series is called No Evil. No Evil. It is a story about uh, like anthropomorphic uh, uh, Native American and like uh, mid, like Central American and South South American spirits mm-hmm. uh, with this like Appalachian sort of vibe to to everything. Just having like madcap adventures with one another. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That sounds fun. And like eventually it. it, it Escalates to the point of like, oh, there's a real story here, and okay. like, there's like real magic in the world. Hmm. Some go. of the best written characters I've ever seen, some of like the best dialogue that I've ever seen in anything. Okay. Period. No evil is called. No evil. Where can we find that? Uh, it's on uh, YouTube.com. Search up no evil. No evil. So we got text talks, battle tech, and then no evil. No, and no evil is like little chunks of animation, maybe like two minutes, three minutes, five yeah. minutes, like tiny little shorts. There's about 40 or so episodes, you can get through the whole thing in an afternoon. If, if folks want to want to go for it, go to about episode, I think it's episode 9 or so. Okay. They cast magic spells yeah. as singing folk songs. Okay. That's awesome. yeah, I mean, and the cast of the show yeah. do performing, like, performances of these folk songs. Nice. Okay. It's actually magical. Okay. It's amazing. Like, right, there's a moment. There's a moment. You're gonna know when that moment hits. All right. It's like, oh, they have to, they have to like perform this ritual, and they do it by singing in a round in like several harmonic beats. Uh, uh, they sing uh, "Wayfaring Stranger." Yeah. In order to cast a spell, and it's like mesmerizing. All right. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Have to check that out. Go for that. All right. For sure. Well, thank you, Dan. All right. Uh, where can my listeners find you? Hmm? Where can my listeners find you? Uh probably gonna be in the, in the credits of the next the next text talk battle tag. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, any social media or anything? Yeah, a bunch of Instagram stuff. Uh, honestly, if you just like go go to Google, type in Sir Dub Dub, D U B D U B, or D C Bruins. Okay. Uh, like Bruins is in like Bears, the hockey team. Yeah. Okay. And that'll pull basically everything right up. Okay. Perfect. Well, thank you, Dan. Yeah. Thank, thank you, guys. Yep. Nice to meet you. Happy talking to you. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Good luck with the rest of your hard work. Yeah. You too. Thank you.